Welcome to Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. Thank you for joining us as we listen to another message from Pastor Daniel Shirley. Praise God. Well, we are talking today about influence. Influence. You know, several years ago, uh, I was thinking about about our church and the the size of our congregation and 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 that kind of thing and and I began to to realize really probably for the first time that our church is much more than what we ever see inside these walls but our church is uh is the level of influence that we have in our in our community in our society and uh you know the word influence, and I'll, I'll mention this again as we go on, um, but the word influence is a compound word. first part of it is in. Fluence comes from the very same uh, root word as fluid. And so literally what this word means is an inflow or something that is inflowing. And so when we're talking about our influence, we're talking about the inflow of something. And what is it that we are wanting to cause to flow into what? Okay? We are carriers of something. We are carriers of the life of Christ. And I talked a few weeks ago about the fact that that Christ in us is the hope of glory. Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so um, when we go into our various places of employment, our places of, uh, of business, when we go to the grocery store, when we go to the soccer field, when we, wherever we go and whatever we do, you see, you don't just carry Jesus to church with you. Or at least I hope you don't leave him at home other times. I hope that you carry him you know, he is resident on the inside of you, so no matter where you go, no matter who you encounter, you they are coming in contact with a carrier of the life of Jesus, the life of God the, the uh, on the inside of you. And what we do, see, we live in a dark place in, in, in the world. It's dark out there. But when we go out there, Jason talked to us just a little bit ago about carrying the light. Well, it is the light or it is the life of God that we want flowing out of us into our society, into our culture. And, when you know, if you go to work, you carry the life of God. Let it flow into your workplace. Let there be an inflow of the life of God into your workplace. Uh, when you go to the soccer field or the softball field or whatever, you know, you got kids doing this activity or that activity. When you go, let the life of God flow into that place. Praise God. Now, how do you do that? You go by, first of all, you, you just know who you are. You know who you are. You are... And this is what the Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians. He said, you are the body of Christ. 
You are the embodiment of the anointing. So when you go to work, the anointing is in your workplace. You see, the anointing isn't just for church. You know, sometimes we think that the anointing, well, that, that's a church thing. No, the anointing is not just for church. The anointing is for wherever you go. Because the purpose of the, the anointing is to break chains of bondage. The purpose of anointing is to, to, uh, to bring the life of God into dire circumstances in people's lives so that the chains of darkness can be broken off of their life. That's what the anointing is for. And how many of you know that most of the need for the anointing is not represented in this room today? Now, there's a need. there are needs here. You know, we come to church and we, we need the Spirit of God to minister to us and, and you know, to, to help us. And, and that's great. And you can come to church and you can get some help. But really, we have had this thing all, all wrong for so long. We have thought that church is where you come to get help. But church is really where you come to get equipped to help. Okay? That, that, that's, that's our primary function. Thank God you can get help while you're here. And, and, and we don't ever want to be a place where you can't get any help. But, but the primary purpose is you come to church to get equipped to be the help. Praise God. In a, in a world and in a society where, where people are, are uh, you know, they, they don't know what they're going to do. They're in, in, in situations and circumstances that they don't know what to do. They don't know, uh, you know, they, they don't know where to get the help they need. But as they encounter you, there can be an influence or an inflow of the life of God. Um, let me just say this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 26, the Apostle Paul writes, he says, For the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. Uh, in Exodus chapter 9, verse number 29, Moses said to him, as soon as I have gone out of the city, he's talking to Pharaoh here, he says, as soon as I've gone out of the city, I will spread out my hands to the Lord. The thunder will cease and there will be no more hail that you may know that the earth is the Lord's. So what I'm wanting you to see here is the earth, it belongs to the Lord, not just church, not just inside these walls, you know, but the earth is the Lord's. Psalm 24, verse number 1. The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. The world and those who dwell therein. See, sometimes we think that only Christians are the Lord's. Only Christians, well, we belong to Jesus. You realize the whole world, all of the people therein, they all belong to Jesus? He created them, right? Praise God. So he has a right to them by, by virtue of creation. Praise God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 28, 
It says, but if anyone says to you, this was offered to idols, do not eat, uh, do not eat it for the sake of the one who told you and for conscience sake, but get this, the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. So I've shared what with you, uh, four verses there that confirm to us, that establish the fact that the earth and all its fullness and all of the people therein, they all belong to the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. So the earth and everything in it is the Lord's. And here's what we need to understand is he wants it all. You know, he, he, does, he is not willing to concede anything to the devil. I mean, let's, let's just understand that. He wants it all. And I, I talked about this, uh, oh, uh, it's been some time back now. But I talked about harvesting pecans from my, my pecan trees at my house. And the pecans are laying on the ground. And uh, I was out gathering pecans. And I was about to run out of time. I'm throwing them in a bucket. And I decide, I, I've got to go. I've got to, to go do something else. So I pick up my bucket and I head to the house. And when I did, I see some, uh, another, a few pecans over here. So I go over and I pick those up. And I think, oh, I've got to get, I've got to get in and get on and do something. You know, and I, and I start in again. I see some more pecans, so I go over there and I pick them up and put them in the bucket. And then I, you know, and I don't know how many times I did that that day, but I kept going. And and why was that? It was because those pecans were mine. It was my harvest, and so I wanted my harvest. I wanted all of it. I didn't. I didn't want thirty percent of it. I didn't want ninety percent of it. I wanted all of it. And so I, you know, and, and that day over and over, I caught myself, oh, just a couple more. There's a couple more over there, just a couple more. And, you know, and the earth is the Lord's, and he wants all of it. Praise God. Praise God. And so um, Romans chapter 8, verse number 19 says, for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. You see, creation, once again, it's all the Lord's, and he wants it all. Yet we have said, uh, you know, we will, take, we will take this mountain of spirituality, of religion, and that's our mountain, and and we're going to take that, bless God, and and uh, but you know let's let's not be involved in in uh, uh, entertainment. Let's not be involved in politics. Let's not be uh, involved in the mountain of economy. Let's not be involved in education. Let's not be involved in all of these things. In other words, what we have done is we have conceded to the enemy what belongs to God. And what he wants. 
And we have said this one is ours, and we're going to take this one, but the devil can have all the rest. But that's but God's not willing to concede anything to the devil. Praise God. Um, in Colossians chapter 1, verse number 13, Says he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over what? All creation. He is the firstborn over all creation. For, get this, by Him... All things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or, or, uh, or principalities or powers, all things, all things, get this, were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things that he may have preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. All right, so let's, let's notice right here. We see the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We see eight things here that, that we need to pay particular attention to in this verse. He's over all creation. There's the first one. He is over all creation. Whether, whether people know it, whether creation knows it or not, he's over all creation. Secondly, by him all things were created. Number four, or three rather. Visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. Before, all things were created through him and for him. Number five, he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Number six, all things, or in all things, he may have Preeminence. Preeminence means that he may be first. Number seven. In him all the fullness should dwell. And number eight. To reconcile all things by himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven. So notice it all belongs to God. And how many times in that passage do we see all things? All things. They all belong to the Lord. Um, you see, and if we are going to reach the world with the gospel of Christ, then, you know, 
we're going to have to influence every segment, every area, every mountain of society. Praise God. You know, we can't just say, well, this belongs, you know, when we come together as a church inside our four walls, Jesus reigns. Well, Jesus is Lord whether we're in the, inside these walls or not. Praise God. He wants to be Lord out there at whatever you do when you leave here. You see, this is a very small, what you do inside these walls is a very small part of your life. I didn't say Jesus is a small part of your life. You know, he shouldn't be part of your life. He should be your life. Praise God. And, but, you know, I hear people say, well, my faith is an important part of my life. No, your faith shouldn't be an important part of your life. Your faith should be your life. But what you do inside these walls is a very small part of your life. This is where you get equipped for life. Praise God. This is where you learn to be, uh, to, to have an influence in your society. This is where you learn to, to influence your culture. We come together, not, you know, we don't come to church. Some people act like they come to church to visit God. Let that sink in for just a minute. We don't come to church to visit God. You know, he goes home with you. Praise God. He goes to work with you. He goes to your kids' activities with you. He goes to your parents' house with you. He goes to your in-laws' house with you. He goes to, you know, wherever you go, he goes there with you because he is in you. And he said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Praise God. So he goes everywhere you go. And I'll just say this, if you go some places you ought not go, well, he goes there too. I mean, think of it. If you're in a place you ought not be, he's there too. You, he might not be happy about it. You drug him along and took him into that place you shouldn't have been, but he's there. He's there with you because he said he would never leave you. Many people think he leaves them when they go somewhere they shouldn't go. Jesus, you stay here. You know, you can, you can lay down and sleep in my bed while I'm gone. And uh, no, he goes with you. Praise God, because he will never leave you or forsake you, not even for a moment. But you see that that anointing dwells on the inside of you. And many, of, many times Christians don't realize that they are anointed. Every one of you, if you have received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you are anointed. Praise God. The anointing dwells on the inside of you. Now, you'll never do anything with it unless you're conscious of it, unless you realize that you're anointed. You see, you'll never lay hands on the sick and see them recover if you don't know you can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. You'll never activate that anointing in your life unless you're conscious of it. This is why we talk so much about it because I want you thinking about that. I want you to be conscious of that. I want you to be aware of that no matter where you go. That anointing is there with you. Praise God. 
Now, the, do you realize that the very first person that the Bible uh, says was filled with the Spirit, we find in Exodus chapter 31, this is the very first person that the Bible says specifically, this person was filled with the Spirit of God. And, and this was not a prophet. It wasn't a priest. wasn't a preacher. wasn't a worship leader. wasn't a king. This person, who knows what this person was anointed to do? Anyone know? This person in Exodus 31 was anointed of God to be a craftsman. Work with his hands to be a craftsman. You see, sometimes we think the anointing is just about uh, being anointed to preach, about being anointed to... Uh, to be a worship leader or whatever. But the anointing is to empower you because God wants all of society. He wants it all. And the anointing is there to cause you to be the best at what you do, to cause you to rise to the top. Praise God. The anointing is there to cause you to have an influence, praise God, an inflow of the life of God. If you are an automotive mechanic, the anointing is upon you to empower you to be, to be the best mechanic that you can be, praise God. If you are an electrician, the anointing is on you to be the best electrician you can be. If you're a school teacher, the anointing is upon you, resident on the inside of you, to be the best school teacher you can be. Praise God. If you're a little league coach, the anointing is in you to be the best little league coach that you can be. Praise God. When we begin to function in our anointing, praise God. And here's some good news, students. The anointing is in you to be the best student. Praise God. You need to be conscious. You guys need to be conscious of the anointing that is in you to be a good student. Praise God. Now, this man was anointed to be a craftsman. Now, there's certainly, you know, a, a preacher ought to flow in the anointing, a, a prophet ought to flow in the anointing. You see, all of these seven, I, I, I've talked quite a bit about the, the seven mountains of influence that affect every person on this earth, the mountain of government, economy, education, family, spirituality, arts and entertainment, and media. These seven mountains of influence, there is an anointing for every one of these. No matter which one you function in, what your place is, that anointing is in you to cause you to rise to the top. Praise God. Praise God. Now, we're expanding our definition of church around here. You see, there's got to be a, a paradigm shift in order to do this. And what exactly does that mean? That means that we've got to change the way we think about things. 
when we uh, when we think about our society and our culture and our church and all of those things, we we can no longer we can no longer separate those things. See, because Jesus wants to he wants to do life with you. Let me just say it that way. He wants to do life with you, whatever you do, whatever your life consists of, he wants to do that with you and in you and through you. Praise God. Praise God. And so, um, you know, we've got to begin to think of things differently. Um, and I've got, to, I've got to wrap this up this morning because we, we promised to get you out of here at, at a reasonable time even though we started late. And so, you know, uh, if you sense I'm hurrying, I really am. Uh, but, uh, but I do want to give you something of substance. I want to give you something you can take home with you. I want to give you something you can, that, that, that will benefit you. And we're not going to, we're not going to uh, shortchange that for sake of time, right? Okay? We good with that? Praise God. Here's something. The Apostle Paul said you are the body of Christ. And I've said this many times that what that literally means is you are the embodiment of the anointing. You are the embodiment of the anointing. So scripture defines church. Remember it says you are the, the church is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. So scripture defines church as the embodiment of the anointing that fills everything everywhere with him. And that's probably the most important thing I've said today, right there. Church is defined in Scripture as the fullness or the embodiment of the anointing that fills everything everywhere with Him. Praise God. So no matter where you go and no matter what you do, influence means an inflow of him. Why? Because he's to flow out of you into whatever place you are at. Praise God. It is the embodiment of the anointing the anointing's in you, that fills everything, everywhere, with him. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to say that again because I, 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 want you to, I want you to get this. I want you to, to, to realize this. The anointing in you Influence is that that anointing flows out of you. So scripture defines church as the embodiment of the anointing that fills everything, everywhere with him. This is why we need people of God who are anointed of God. You know, if I go to the emergency room I want, preferably, I, I would prefer to have a doctor 
who is filling the ER with him. Praise God. When I go, you know, to if if I have to go to court for something, I hope I never have to. But if I have to go to court for something, I want an attorney that fills the courtroom with him. Praise God. If, if I go uh, to the grocery store, you know, I, I'm there. I am the embodiment of the anointing. So let that anointing flow out of me to fill the place with him. Praise God. Whatever I am doing, wherever I am going, praise God. When I'm on an airplane, I want a pilot who fills everything everywhere with him. Praise God. Praise God. And if he don't, well, I am. I'm there. So, praise God. So the the anointing, let me just say this. You're safe to get on an airplane with me. I can't fly the thing. But I have an anointing in me that when I get on the airplane, the anointing fills that plane with him. Praise God. Praise God. Now, that doesn't mean you've got to be preaching to everybody everywhere you go. That's not what it means. Although that's all right if you, you know, if you want to do that, that's, that's great. But it doesn't necessarily mean. See, here's the thing. If you are a business person and you are an honest business person, it's because of him in you. Your business is being filled with his influence. If you're somebody's employee. Let your place of employment be filled with his influence. See, that's what church is all about. We're redefining church, praise God. You come in here. What is this? This is really, I'll just say this. This is really not church. This is really a meeting of the church. Praise God. This is really a meeting of the church, a gathering of the church. And when the church is gathered together, then the church goes out there. And this becomes nothing but an empty building. It is a gathering of the church. Praise God. A meeting of the church. The church comes together. Yes, sir. Absolutely. That's absolutely true. And, and uh, uh, you know, that, that's well stated, you know, that wherever, whatever, how does God, how does God get in school? He gets in school by people that are anointed. You know, people say, well, God's not allowed in school. Oh, yes, he is. 
Oh, yes, he is. And Elijah's in school. So God's in school. Well, God's not allowed here. God's not, no. If you're allowed there, he's allowed there. They can't keep him out. Praise God. Praise God. And Lord forbid that you get arrested. But if you're in jail, he's in jail. Praise God. Because, because wherever you are, the inflow of God is there. Praise God. Let it be because you were preaching the gospel if you get thrown in jail. You know. Not because you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. But, but let his influence, you know, this, um, this is so important that we understand that church is not just when we're doing church stuff. I mean, just, just to put it real simply, church is not just when we're doing church stuff. Church happens wherever you are. Years ago, the Lord gave me a prophetic word, and I'm going to close with this. The Lord gave me a prophetic word, and he said that you're going to, the day is going to come when, when you're going to have church every day, every day of the week. I thought he meant, you know, well, some, uh, some great revival is going to break out, and we're going to meet every night of the week, or, every, you know, church is just going to be going on nonstop. And, and that's kind of what I had in my mind. I didn't understand what the Lord was saying. And then when he began to talk to me about this, then I began to, oh, this is what he was talking about. This is what he was talking about. Church is everywhere I am, praise God. Now, don't, don't run off on another tangent and get on this thing of, well, well, we don't need to go to church because we are the church, and so, you know, church is wherever I am. Uh, you know, that is a bunch of hogwash that was come up by somebody, came up with by someone who was disgruntled and, uh, you know, and mad at the church. That, that's who came up with that idea, okay? But that's not what he's talking about, or that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about you don't need, the church needs to come together. The church needs to be equipped. The church needs to come and, and meet together and draw off of one another and draw strength from one another and draw encouragement and draw instruction. But then the meeting of the church dismisses and we go out there and be the church. Praise God. So church happens every day of the week. Hallelujah. And so we, we want to change our thinking to begin to think that way. Praise God. It requires a paradigm shift requires us to change the way we think about things. See, for too long, the church has thought church happens on Sunday morning when we all get together. That's church. No, that is the meeting of the church. Praise God. And church happens wherever you are. Praise God. The influence, the inflow of the life of God. And I'm telling you, every segment of our society and everywhere we go needs the inflow of the life of God. Praise God. Praise God. Something flowing out of 
you. Praise God. Change situations, change circumstances, to change places, to change people's minds, to change the, the flow of the oil, praise God, the flow of the Spirit out of you, the flow of that life of God, because it's in you, but it's not in you just so you can walk around with it. It's in you so you can be an influence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're here today, or maybe you're watching online, and you have never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity right now. You see, Jesus said, except you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. But it's very simple. If you believe that Jesus came to this earth, the Son of God came to this earth, He took your place on the cross and paid the penalty of death that you should have had to pay. He paid that in your place. And then He rose again victoriously over death, hell, and the grave. you believe that and you acknowledge that the Bible says you'll be saved you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved praise God praise God and I'll just say this it's not about changing your behavior although the life of God on the inside of you will begin to change your behavior but you don't change your behavior to be accepted by God. He wants to accept you right where you are, exactly how you are. Praise God. And then He wants to begin to work on the inside of you. Praise God. So if you believe that, if you believe Jesus died and paid for your sins, rose again from the dead, if you believe that, there's only one more thing, and that is to acknowledge that verbally come into an agreement with that so let's just say this together everyone in this room if you're watching online say this with me the God in heaven thank you for sending your son Jesus for allowing him to pay the penalty for all of my sins and then raising him from the dead so that I could have new life. Today I receive Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. Jesus, I accept what you have done on my behalf. And I choose you. I put my trust in you for my salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like more information about Word of Life Church, please visit us on the web at wolcarlsbad.com. Thank you and have a great week.